The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast. Super excited to be chatting with you today. I have someone I've had wanted on here a long time. It's Robbie Edge. Um, it's funny, I'll, real quick story before we dive in. If you go to any of his offices, his reps love him so much. They have this hashtag that says, be like Robbie. And so, um, <laughs> so I know you have a ton of fans, Robbie, because there's people that are very loyal to you. But for those that don't know who, who the infamous Robbie Edge is, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for the intro. I'm not, not exactly sure I can live up to that. But um, yeah, that hashtag got started by one of our, uh, we'll, we'll call him one of our class clowns. And somehow or another, that thing is stuck and, and rolling around a little bit. But uh, no, man, thanks for, for having me on. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been watching some of the things you've been doing and, and we were just talking about this. You know, you're, uh, I learned something every time I watch one of your videos, listen to one of your podcasts, and obviously get to pick your brain has it, been pretty awesome. So um, thanks for putting me in that echelon where I get to come on and actually uh, talk a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, you know, it's it's been, I've been in the industry for a while. I, you know, I've been pretty blessed and um, I jumped in this industry, I guess, probably around um, about six years ago and five or six years ago. And uh, it was kind of weird. I, I'd, I'd been in a different career for a very long time. I, I came out of the tennis world, uh, specifically the coaching world, and I uh, had done that for close to 20 years and um you know it was it was odd you know I, I i was really my passion really working with junior players in particular i don't do adults so uh anybody wants a tennis lesson you're over the age of probably 18 i'm probably not your guy um but it's you know i, I worked had a passion for working with juniors and uh had that from from even my college days started working as a coach while i was in college and um you know, it, it turned into a true passion and, and something I got to be pretty good at. Um, I had a great reputation um, in the Southeast for developing uh, very high level junior players, uh, nationally ranked. Um, at one point, uh, towards the end of my career, I had about 10 kids in the top 100 in the country at the same time. Uh, it, it was fun, man. I, I really enjoyed that. And uh, the problem, though, with coaching is that you, it, it's feast or famine. You know, some years I had a great year. I'm making $100,000 a year. I'm, I'm super happy with myself you know the very next year you might be making $35,000 a year and it's it's just kind of a roller coaster and um, as I started looking at my life and I, when I got into my 20s I was like man I got to get this stabilized so I can uh, meet the right woman and you know she won't think I'm a loser you know and so um, anyway I, I did meet the right woman and uh, a few years later we decided hey look let's uh, this the coaching side is going great um, but let's find some stability and uh, we decided to open up uh, tennis specialty store um, in Charlotte North Carolina it was uh, the largest on the south in the southeast at the time and it went great we uh, we had a good time doing it uh, met a lot of cool people um, probably the first two years of that business um, I was still coaching managing clubs um, and then we had this business that was pretty successful for about two years 
And then we kind of got stupid and we we're like, well, hey, this is going great. Let's, uh, let's expand. Let's open up another store. And we did that. And then we opened up another store. And um, so we, we got, you know, about three or four stores under our belt. And uh, the problem with retail, if you guys have ever been in that, obviously is margins, especially in sports retail, um, apparel retail is very slim. And uh, we had about two seasons that went kind of bad about five or six years in and really just put a, a hurting on us and uh, put us upside down. And it, it kind of got bad and um, really just ended up having to shut all those businesses down. It put a, it put a really hard strain on our relationship, my, mine and my now wife. Um, we, so much so that we, you know, we ended up breaking up um, for a time. Uh, this was before we were married. And uh, I mean, due to, I, I put a lot of effort into trying to keep those things going and it just didn't happen. And it got so bad, actually, uh, I think Cody knows this, but uh, I was actually living in the back of our last store on an air mattress taking showers at the YMCA across the street, <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep that last business afloat. And um, anyway, we ended up having to shut down. And uh, when we did shut down, I mean, I was, I was kind of in a bad way. We, uh, I was probably about somewhere between $150,000 to $200,000 in debt um, with different accounts like Nike and Adidas and Under Armour and you know, all these racket companies and stuff. So it was, it was a pretty scary time, man. I was, I was, uh, I was scared out of my mind. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to make that money back and pay all these people off. And, uh, about uh, three months after all that happened, I was kind of hiding from my problems really a little bit. I was in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, and uh, I was on a driving range where my dad works as he's a retiree. And, uh, I was out there and there was a guy in front of me uh, named Ben and Ben, if you're, you're listening, I'm sorry, buddy, but his golf swing was so bad that it actually had me laughing at him. And, <laughs> and anyway, he caught me laughing and I was thinking, Oh man, this is going to be rough. We're going to get a fight right here on the driving range. And um, to his credit, he, you know, he, he uh, chatted with me for a little while and we started talking and, and he said, Hey man, you've got a great personality. Come work for me. You know, come, come get in the solar industry. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll, um, you'll make tons of money and you'll have this quality of life and you're doing something great and all this stuff. And, um, if you've ever met Ben, some of you guys know who I'm talking about. I love him to death, but sometimes when he's talking, you, you just think he's full of crap all the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't know what to think, uh, when he, when he first started talking to me about that. And, uh, I told him no, actually on the driving range. I said, no, not interested, man. Door knocking's not for me. Not, not my, not my cup of tea. And uh, to his credit, he called me for probably about a month straight saying, dude, you got to come do this. You got to come do this. Like, you, you're going to be amazing. Just come do this. And um, so anyway, I, I finally said, what the heck, man? I got nothing else going. I got to gotta make something happen. And I uh, jumped in with both feet. And uh, it, it, it turned out great. Uh, I've been very blessed. Um, for probably about three or four years there, I was installing about a megawatt and a half to two megawatts per year. Um, and you know, just like I said, very blessed and, and it's worked out great, man. I love the industry now. I can't imagine doing anything else to be honest with you. So <laughs> long, awesome. long story, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's been great. So you're, you start and you've been in Charlotte, North Carolina the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Working at, when I was working, when I first got in the industry, uh, my, my territory was in Spartanburg, Greenville kind of area. So I was driving about an hour and a half to two hours one way each day. So I was driving about four hours a day just to kind of to and from territory, but I, I've lived in Charlotte the whole time. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to absorb all this tennis pro turned solar pro turned and now, well now you're, now you're owning, what are you, what are you doing right now? So you, you've gotten to solar, 
you crushed it. You're selling a ton of accounts, knocking doors. Are you still doing that or what are you doing now? Yeah. So I still do that some, um, not near as much as I want to, but I, we, um, you know, I'm sure some of you guys have been through this. You know, we had our, our territories that we were in, um, basically got shut down by the utility company and, um, pretty much all the solar companies bailed and I built some teams there. Uh, we had built, you know, a top five team in the country in the Carolinas, um, that I was managing and, and recruiting and training for. And a lot of those guys didn't want to necessarily leave that territory. We, you know, we kind of had family there and roots there and we weren't accustomed to the door to door life of traveling all over the country. Right. So we started looking for, Hey, how can we maybe do something, partner up with somebody in our markets? And then that kind of evolved into starting our own company. And um, now this company, we've been doing this for a while and it's, it's exploded. And um, I, I wish I got to knock as much as I love to knock actually now, which is hard to believe coming from six years ago, but um, I love to knock and I can't wait to get back out a little bit more. But uh, right now, a lot of my days are spent, you know, trying to help grow the company and, and help our guys succeed. So how many reps do you have right now? What's your, what's your company look like? Well, um, so we, um, we, we partnered up with a solar company or two for a little while, just trying to, um, you know, find the right fit. And then about a year and a half ago, we started our own company. So when we first started, we had three or four guys. And now we have about 50 employees, I guess. Somewhere Ooh, 50? Yeah, 50. 15, 15 or 50? 50. 5-0, baby. And is that, where, are they all in Charlotte? Where are these, where are these guys at? No, we have, uh, we have uh, three main offices right now. Um, Charlotte, um, Raleigh, uh, Greenville, Spartanburg. Uh, we've got a small office down in Charleston now. Um, and we're actually getting ready to either move into uh, Georgia or Florida um, in January. And then we've got some plans to be some other places not long after. So yeah, it's exciting time, man. It's a lot of hard work, but exciting. Okay. So how do you, how do you take three to four good old Southern boys <laughs> and within it, within a year, build it into a company of 50 people? Dude, like I wish I could, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I wish I could take credit for that. I'd love to do that. But it's, you know, to be honest with you, it's, um, it's about the original four guys, you know, three or four guys. I mean, we've, you know, it's kind of weird, you know, in, in any industry, you know, like A, A's attract A's, B attract B's, C attract C's, you know, you know, if you're a C, you can't attract an A, right? But if you're an A, you can attract, you know, B, C's, D's, whatever you want to attract, right? And the guys that I, I was able to convince to kind of do this, right? Um, you know, they're, a lot of them are A guys, right? And, you know, they, uh, they're, they're very attractive to be around. Um, they care about the people that are working for us and care about customers. You know, that's probably our biggest thing is that they put our customers first and um, that's gone a long ways, right? It, it attracts people, good people, you know, and we just keep building off of that to be honest with you. Okay. So a lot of the, a lot of the reason people listen to this is there, well, one, hopefully it's entertaining and we just like listen to listen to everybody's accents, but uh, I need to get like a British person on here is what I need. That would like <laughs> off viewership by a British door to door salesperson. There um, you go. Anyway, but a lot of read, like they listen to it because one, it's, it's fun to hear the stories, but it's also fun to like, it's also a value to like hear the techniques. So some, like you, you said you did a megawatt in a year. What does that mean? Like, so that we're going back to when you first started out, you're literally knocking doors, asking people say, Hey, will you go solar? And you sold a megawatt. What is that like for some people? They don't have any clue what that means. What does that actually mean? Well, I mean, like, I mean, 
and not the humble brag I said, but I did a megawatt probably my first seven months, seven or eight months. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, the, you know, it, it's, it was interesting. I, you know, again, I think coming from where I came from, right. I, I came from a, a, a spot where I was very motivated, right. I was scared really kind of when I got in this industry. Um, you know, and I, all I knew at the time is that I was not going to go back to that feeling, you know, I was not going to go back to having fear kind of rule my life, you know, and, um, I, you know, obviously had motivations with, you know, my family and all this stuff too. I mean, there's a lot of motivations there. Right. Um, and I, you know, for me, I mean, I, I was getting up, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning, I was out in the field by 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, I had to drive a couple hours, um, you know, 10 or 10 30, I'd be out in the field and, you know, I wasn't coming home to nine or 10 o'clock at night. And I, you know, I just, I just set my mindset that way at the very beginning, um, that I was not gonna, no was not an option, right? It didn't matter who I talked to and um, I, I could handle no's, you know, I, I just wasn't going to quit, you know, and I think just, I think the place that I came from was very helpful for me. Um, Cause I, again, I think, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, if you, if I'd been put in the same situation before all of this stuff happened, if I, if somebody had offered me to be in this industry when I was in my twenties, right. Um, I, I don't think I would have made anything of it to be honest with you. You know, I, I don't think it was kind of like, you know, you have to be a little lucky and you have to be a little good to kind of make success happen sometimes. And I think the luck part of it for me was that, you know, you know kind of God kind of blessed me, right? He put me in this, in this situation where it was the right situation at the right time of my life with the right motivating factors. And all that led to me just getting out there and, and hammering it. You know, I just, yeah. I just had to make it happen. It was just part of who I was, right? Let's, let's define hammering it. So for, for the, non-solar people out there you get the grind part i think you can visualize waking up at eight coming home at nine not waking up at night getting out of the door at eight coming home at nine um a megawatt in seven months so that's a thousand kilowatts what was your average system size back then probably it's in the south what ten eight yeah probably about ten or eleven somewhere in there yeah it's a little bit bigger systems which is great we'll do we'll do ten kilowatts so that's a hundred sales in seven months right yeah. Hundred sales in seven months. How much is each value for those sales? How much like the, the retail value of each of those sales? Forty thousand, fifty thousand? Uh yeah, probably somewhere in that ballpark right then. Yeah, for forty-five thousand okay. maybe somewhere. So he sold four point five million dollars in product in seven months. Roughly. That's a guess, right? And it was more than that, but or more it could be more or less than that. But I think a lot it's it's in the business world, any company that breaks a million dollars in revenue is like, they've made it. You know, there's, they're in that two comma club, that million dollar club. And again, you weren't out there knocking, putting like nails on roofs and, and running conduit. So you were just on the, you, you were on one specialized side of it, but you alone pulled out over $4 million in revenue in seven months. I think that's, I mean, I mean, when you think about megawatt or like a hundred installs, you're like, oh, that's a, that's a good number. But when you tell anybody in the business world, this, this guy sold over $4 million in sales in four months in a, in a residential company, not like a commercial or any type of other like market. That's crazy. Um, but that also on the flip, that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is, holy crap, he had a super, super strong why, right? So when you're talking to people about this industry and you're telling that story, like if, if I'm a rep and I'm hearing this story from Robbie Edge, I'm like, wow, is that kind of success available for me 
what are the, what's the secret ingredient I have to have to be able to hit that? Or, yeah, or is it I mean, a secret ingredient? Maybe it's not secret. Maybe it's just, maybe it's something else. Well, you know, it's, it's so funny. Um, you know, early on, you know, like, especially with the company we came from, you know, they, you know, like a lot of door to door companies, you know, they're, they're always, you know, throwing guys on pedestals, you know, they're doing well because they want everybody to believe they can do that stuff. And it's, it's true. I mean, like, there's a saying I always kind of liked, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, success is free. Um, it's not cheap, but it's free. Right. You, and I've heard that a couple of times through the years, you know, and it's, it's true. I mean, anybody can have the success, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's available to anybody who, um, is willing to meet certain factors. You know, you gotta be coachable and you gotta, you gotta be motivated and you have to be disciplined and, and all that stuff. But it, it's just, you know, that's, that's stuff where I think a lot of people just fall down, right? They, you know, they want to do that. But I think a lot of times, like I always tell guys when they're coming in the industry, um, is just, you, you really have to understand yourself, right? You really have to kind of know yourself. Um, everybody in this industry gets kind of really enticed by, you know, the quality of life and the income potential. And, you know, we, we all kind of want to believe that, um, that we're going to be the best versions of ourselves, right? When the rubber meets the road, right? That we're going to, rise to the occasion when we're challenged. Um, you know, the, the truth is in this industry, it's, it's, it's a tough industry, right? And in, in, in all honesty, it's, it's too tough for a lot of people. Right. Um, but you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, like when you, when you're making a commitment, like, Oh yeah, I want to go after these goals. I want to hit these numbers. I want to do this. You know, it's, it's funny the the mood you're in when you make that commitment is usually not the same mood you're in when it's time to keep it, you know, <laughs> like, and I, I like perfect example. Like I got like, my wife's not up right now, so I can say this, but like, I've got perfect dad bod going on right now. You know, when we met, I was in great shape and you know, every morning I get up and I'm, I'm getting in the shower and I'm you know, looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, holy crap, man, I'm so out of shape. And I was like, okay, today you know, I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm getting up in the gym, 7 a.m. tomorrow, I'm getting up going to the gym and 7 a.m. rolls around tomorrow and I'm, you know, I'm hitting the snooze button 10 times, you know, and it, I'm just, I'm not as committed to it right now as getting in shape as I am other things, you know, and, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's it's tough you know you have to kind of know yourself and, and you have to know how you're going to react because this industry is going to beat you down a lot you know it just it just happens right you're um it's a it's a phenomenal industry but it, it's also a challenge especially on the mental side it's very challenging right and i think that's probably where the tennis coaching side of me came in really handy um you know when you're when you're a coach when you're you're dealing with players or even as a player yourself i mean a lot of times you're going into a situation with multiple game plans right you're and you're always reacting to how your opponents are, or what they're doing to you. And in the case of door to door, you know, you kind of have real two real opponents, you know, you have your customer at the door, you know, and they're always giving you pushback and you're having to kind of counteract what they're saying to, to hopefully get them to talk to you a little bit more. Um, and then the, the, probably the biggest opponent you have is your own mind, you know, and, and I, I'll be honest, like at the beginning, I was kind of sucked in. I almost didn't do this industry because I, I started telling my friends, you know, Hey, like I'm going to get into door to door. And every one of them had the same response. Oh dude, are you crazy? Everybody hates door to door guys. And like, you can't make any money and they're uneducated and, and whatever, you know, but, um, and I believe it, you know, the weather's going to suck, you know? And, um, but yeah, early on, I think the thing that really helped me succeed was I, I made up my mind early of how I was going to react to adversity. Right. Like I knew I was going to knock a hundred doors in a day and 95 people were going to tell me that, you know, get lost right and I, I just kind of knew in my mind before I even got into that situation that I already made up my mind how I was going to react and how I was going to handle myself and the way I felt and stuff like that and I think that really helped me 
in the beginning because it you know guys in the beginning you get out there and you get demotivated really quick you know when you're new and and not used to rejection or or whatever right or you sell your first deal i'll say this too when i first got into the industry back then in our markets there was virtually no training when we first got started i did all my training it was like a like I don't know, maybe a three page document. I, I read it in maybe 30 minutes and I did a little quiz on it online. I did it in like a, under an hour on Saturday morning one day and they said, congratulations, you can go sell solar now. <laughs> so it was, you know, going out there feeling not very prepared. And, and uh, it, I will say this too, you know, the first seven months, I probably sold a megawatt, probably, probably got half a megawatt installed. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, I had a lot of deals canceled because I didn't know what I was doing, you know? Yeah. And, um, but as I got better, obviously, you know, I was selling, you know, megawatt and a half, two megawatts a year that were getting installed. But, you know, at the beginning I was very unsettled and, um, but I, I'd made up my mind early that I was going to get worked through those issues. Right. And I knew there was, I saw other guys doing this industry and saw what they were making and, and how they were living their life. And I wanted to have that. Right. So, I yeah, so made how, do, how do you take those lessons you learned and create and build that into the DNA of your company now so that when a rep comes in, they one don't have to go through all the trials you have to go through without training, but two, they could get to know themselves. So I think personally, that's like people don't know themselves until they try. You know, so that's that's part of it. It's like you're gonna come in and try door to door, and you're you're actually you don't know if you're gonna be good or not, but you're gonna find out. And then if you find out, how do you get people past the wall of that depression or the nose, the rejection, so they can get into the promised land of of money? Yeah. Um that's a great question. Um, I mean, with our company, I think, you know, we, you know, you've been in the industry for a long time too. I mean, like a lot of, I think it starts with our hiring practices a little bit, I would say, right. When we, when we're sitting down and talking to people, um, you know, there's a lot of companies and not just in the solar industry, but you know, they'll hire anybody that will say yes, you know, and, and a lot of times their viewpoint of their employees, I think sometimes, I mean, it comes across this way to me sometimes is that, you know, the cream rises to the crop and the ones who don't, don't matter. You know, they'll, they'll go on. You'll just keep hiring these big hiring processes. But I think, um, you know, we don't have some of the resources to hire maybe that some other companies have. So we, we're just, we spend more time in the interview and, and really make sure we kind of what we're getting that we try to make sure they know what they're getting into. And I think that's a, that's a big part of it. Um, and then too, I mean, we, you know, again, it goes back to those guys that helped us get this thing off the ground. And I think you interviewed one of them the other week, Lance Martin, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a great dude, but, um, all our people had that same mindset that they wanted to help others um, get better. Right. And, and we all had to get better at one point too. I mean, even when we kind of got out of our first company, we had to learn a lot of new stuff. Right. And we had to lean on each other. And so we, we've got a lot of, I mean, you know, what we've done in our companies, we, we, we got online learning, I mean, uh, video learning things, uh, sorry, portals, you know, we've got um, uh, everybody has a mentor when they're first coming into the industry. Um, you know, obviously office managers, uh, we have, we have a lot of different things in play that make sure that guys are not only held accountable, but they have the access to the help they need and somebody that's genuinely interested in them to see them succeed, you know? Um, instead of, you know, that, I think that was the, I was lucky to be honest with you that I was in that spot of my life when I got in this industry. Cause again, if I got into my twenties, um, we didn't have a lot of help back then you know, like when I first started and if I'd been immature, like I was in my early twenties, I would have probably just got phased out of this industry. You know, I, I don't think the help and the support and the, the accountability was there. And, um, 
you know, I feel like I've, I've been successful, but I, I would have never been successful if I got into it at a different point in my life because the support wasn't there. So we've, we've taken a lot of time and effort to try to make sure there's support there for guys coming in and, and accountability and um, in, a, in, a, in a nurturing way, right? We want to see people succeed. Yeah. Um, so, so let's, uh, now I'm going to bring in a little uh, insider knowledge that I know about Robbie. I, didn't, I actually didn't prep oh, you on this one. So one time you were I was talking to Lance a couple weeks ago. Now I'm really scared. So one time I was, I was talking with you and this, okay, so like, this is the one thing that we hear all the time from anybody online or our mentors. It's like, you gotta work hard. You gotta put in the effort and, and success will happen, right? We hear that like the law of the harvest, you hear it over and over and over again. And one time I was talking about that and you got this really wry smile on you and you're like, well, actually Cody, I take time off. So tell them, <laughs> tell them, tell them like, after, I'm sure the first like few months, several months, you were just working 24 seven nonstop. But after a while, you kind of figured the system out. And what was your system in terms of work on, work off? Yeah, I mean, it's so look, I mean, <laughs> guys, like, if you can't see right now, I'm on video and he is smiling cheek to ear, <laughs> ear to ear. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because usually when I talk, I, I talk about this, I don't even bring this up anymore. A lot of guys that know me for a while, they, they bring this up all the time. But um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, for me, um, and this kind of goes back to knowing yourself a little bit, right? For me, I'm, man, when I go in, I go all in, you know, and I, I am, you know, balls to the wall. I go hard, you know, and it's, um, you know, that can burn people out. Right. And uh, you have to find a balance. So like in this, in this industry or in any other industry, I think you always have to have that balance, right? You have to, it, it's kind of scary, but like you, you can't keep pouring into other people's cups unless you take time to fill your own cup up, you know? And it's, uh, for me, I, I had to, at some point I got a little burned out. Right. And I needed to find some balance. So um, what I was doing for a very long time was I, I never worked on a weekend. Um, and I usually took one full week off every month. Um, so I was working probably 17 to 19 days a month. And the rest of the time I was off. And uh, it worked really well for me. It, it, it did. But when I was in the field, though, I mean, when I, those 17, 18, 19 days, I mean, I was all in. I mean, there was no stopping me. You know? um, but you know, I found I found a pretty good balance that way. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, I I love that story because it like it shows one like you knew who you were, you knew what your limits were, and at times you were willing to push past those limits. Like when you first started, you were willing to push those limits, and it was really hard. But then once you figured out the skill set, you're like, okay, now I can structure my life, and you have control of your life. And I notice like so many people nowadays, well. Any, any, in any age, just don't have that control over their life. But I, I say nowadays, especially because it's so easy to fill up your time. Like in the old days, if you want to fill up your time, you have to like be a little creative. Like we had this thing called cow tipping, you know, like, or <laughs> like we had, we had to do dumb stuff back in the day. You grew up in Idaho. <laughs> nowadays, if you want to fill your time, you literally just get on your phone and computer and people will fill your time for you, you know, but, but, and that's, but you said, okay, during these, these hours, I'm working and that's it, you know? And then during these hours, I'm, I'm focusing on me, filling my cup. And so I think there's a lot of wisdom in that and everybody's balance is different, but you can still make a, where, where you, you were only working 17, let's say 20, 20 days a week. You're still only working 20 days a week, but were you still making six figures? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now you're in a different role. You're not just, focusing on going out and hunting and getting deals yourself, you're building a company. 
How is that balance now? Um, I, I will say, I mean, it's, it's more challenging now than it's ever been. Um, you know, before, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it was at the beginning, right? It was all about me. It was just me spending my time doing what I needed to do. And then it got to becoming like in leadership roles, right? Which you had more demands, right? And then, and obviously we have a, a, a company, right? Where, you know, most of the questions flow to a lot of times, you know, so it's, it's more demanding um, probably than it's ever been. And we have a, a six month old, which I'm really proud of, but uh, that between all that, it's really tough to find that balance, but it's just something that I think if you, if you don't do it, like you, you'll have a pretty short career, you know, cause it's, it's really easy to get in this industry and you start making some money or, or, or just, you know, people are telling you, Hey, you got to grind, you got to grind, you got to grind. And, um, and there's a lot of truth to all that. I don't want to downplay that at all, but, um, at some point, you know, like I came in and I, 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 you know, really grinded out really hard for a while, but at some point I had to be honest with myself and say, okay, how do I make this career a, a career, right? So how do I make this last? And, and I had to be, I had to kind of figure out what I needed. You know, I needed those time to recharge. I needed that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, it's the same challenge now. It's probably more challenging now than it's ever been. Um, and luckily I, we, we've got some great leaders that are, are taking more and more off my, my plate all the time. And, and it allows me to, to kind of get back some balance again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's always going to be there. Right. And you always have to keep addressing it no matter what role you're is what role you have. Sorry. So, so you're coming up on the end of the year. You guys have had an awesome year ups and downs, just like there is in any business. Mm -hmm. What's, what's this next year looking like for you? What, what do you hope to accomplish? Not, and I'm not just talking financially, like, what do you like, what do you expect out of yourself and just the goals you're looking for? Well, you know, like uh, a couple of things. I mean, I, I think, you know, like, and I think I mentioned this a while ago. I mean, I really am passionate about the industry, right? I, I when I first got in this industry, I, I'll be quite honest with you. It was just a job to me. I, I, I needed money. This was a way to get it. This was a means to an end vehicle to get that. Um, I didn't, I wasn't passionate about the renewable sector necessarily. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was cool. I was like, well, if you're going to be selling something, this is kind of cool. Right. Um, but I, I've definitely, the more I understand about the industry and how the utility companies work and, um, and things like that, the, the more passionate I become about the industry. But I, I, I will admit freely that um, probably my biggest passion is trying to take the experience that I've had in the industry um, and there's a couple other guys that, you know, that work with me that have had similar stories, right? I don't, my story is not unique. I mean, a lot of people have had tough times leading up to getting into an industry, way harder lives than mine. Right. But what I'm really passionate about it is trying to take somebody who's had, you know, a unique story or, or has a strong why and seeing if we can help them level up and, and have the same experience, life altering experience that I've had and some of our other guys have had. And to be honest with you, that's, that's kind of where I'm more passionate about. Right. So like, you know, for me this year, I think more success is going to be hinged on, hey, can we put our teams in better position to have more success? Can we give them better products, give our customers better value? Um, can, we, can we expand upon what we've already done? And we, like our, our company has been founded on trying to put the customer first, right? Um, which is a, a really important part if you're coming in the industry. You know, if you're, if you're always thinking sales first, you're going to have a pretty short career anyway. But our, our company's really geared around trying to put the company, the customer first. And um, we want to keep expanding on that and make sure that when people hear the name of our company, you know, that um, they equate that with, Hey, great customer service, great value proposition, great pricing, a great experience with the rep. Um, 
you know, and that, that's the challenge, right? We, we keep getting people and I'm going to keep training them and, and grow. And, um, and I think obviously we want to be in a lot of new markets by the end of next year as well. So um, I think we're well on the way, but man, it's, it's an uphill battle, right? So we got to keep rolling that boulder up the hill. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and I, I, I wonder I, if I was listening to this podcast, I'm thinking this, we can, they keep talking about this company, but I don't know who this company name is. So I think oh, now's perfect time. I didn't know if we were allowed to say that or not. What's, what's the company name, Robbie? Um, it's called Empower Solar. It's yeah, spelled kind of funny, though. It's spelled E-M-P-W-R. Okay, uh, so, so we're missing a couple, a couple vowels there. Yeah. Um, but what, why, I, 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 you answered the question, but to repeat it, why Empower? Um, why, why, why we chose the name, you mean? Yeah. Um, well, we, you know, we, we started thinking about it, like what we were going to do and, and our focus on the company had, um, we had two main focuses, right? We've seen how a lot of companies, um, don't necessarily put the customer, uh, first, right? They're, they're, you know, their pricing structured a little too high for their markets. You know, they don't offer a lot of value with what they're doing with the solar and, um, we really want to change that. So we, we kind of started thinking about how can we empower our customers to get away from the, the Darth Vader mentality of the utility code. I, I know you're laughing at that because I just heard your podcast. <laughs> but um, how, do, how do we, you know, really get them away from utility and empower themselves to, to take control of their energy future, right? But the other side of that, again, kind of went back into what we were trying to do as a company for with our employees, right? And we really wanted to empower our um, employees to change their lives, right? and to level up and become more professional and make more money than they've had in the past and, and, and with other companies. So it was really just, we were trying to think of a, a word that described what we were trying to do and, and empowering, you know, customers and employees and, and stuff was kind of where we wanted to go with that. So that's kind of how we settled on that. And then we wanted to make it look cool. So we took out a couple of vowels. <laughs> I love it. And I, I like, I know a lot of people, well, here, here's an ugly side of the industry is, is there's a constant recruiting carousel. And a lot of reps, well, a lot of customers too, just like try to figure out like, what company should I go with? And at first you don't know because you have these big companies, these small companies, but there are companies out there that are growing very fast. And if you look at the DNA of those companies, they have a few things in common. And one thing I've noticed, and I, and I like, as soon as I remember, like when I found out what your name was, I was like, yeah, that's Robbie. And it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes because your goal, just like when you're a tennis coach, your goal was to help these juniors like meet their best potential and be elite performers. And you did that. And so you're taking that same DNA and just plugging that into solar sales and you're growing very, very fast. And because when people there are there, they're not just there to make a buck. They're not just there to help someone go solar. They're not just there to save money. They're there because there's a higher purpose and companies that have that built in their DNA they grow. And so like, I, I wish I could just have this interview for new reps that are looking for different companies. And should I start solar? Should I not start solar? Should I, or our customers, should I choose this company? Should I choose this company? It's like, look at the DNA of the company. And the DNA of the company is, is, Hey, we're not just focused on the product. We're actually focusing on making a person better. Anytime you do that, like you have, it's a secret sauce, you know, and that's going to make all the difference. So that, and I, it's, yeah, anyway, go ahead. It looks like I say, no, I, I agree completely, man. And we've been lucky. I mean, we, we've been a part of some organizations that had that great DNA, right? And we just, 
you know, kind of picked and choose the things that we thought would be great for starting this. And, it, and I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, the DNA, the, the core values of what the company is trying to do and stands for, I think are, are going to be really good indicators of, of, you know, is it a good company to work for? Are they, are they going to be growing and are there opportunities there? Um, you know, I think a lot of guys in this industry, you know, they, they get lured by only money, you know? Um, but again, you know, like, you know, a company that may be offering this or offering that, but you can't stand working for them after six months. You know, that's a, that's a hard, that's a hard place to be in, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I think we've been very lucky. We've found a great group of guys that was the starting point of this and now we're, we're adding to it and building onto it all the time. So, yeah. Well, so let's say I'm, I'm a rep, I'm hearing this and I'm like, dang, I want to find out more. How do I find out more about Empower Solar? Um, well, you can, um, you can check out our website. Um, so it's that you're actually having a brand new website built right now, but you can go to empowersolar.com, uh, E-M-P-W-R solar.com. Um, or you can, obviously you can call me. I'd love to chat with anybody who's interested, man. We love selling the vision of what we're trying to do. Um, yeah, my, my phone number is okay. If I give that out, Cody. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, so you might get a robot robocall. <laughs> um, yeah, anybody can call me. I'll, I'll even take some robocalls every now and then. But it's uh, 704-277-3077. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's, we'd love to chat, man. I mean, we, we really are passionate about what we're trying to do. And uh, would love to chat for anybody that's, that's looking to get into the industry or maybe been in the industry for a long time, just looking for a better place for them. Um, I mean, it's... One thing, Cody, I did want to say too, I'm sorry, I, I, I wanted to get this in because like you asked me kind of what my goals were for this year. Um, and I, guys, like I, I will say this, like getting into the industry too, um, you know, you're, you're going to have a lot of naysayers, right? You're going to have a lot of people tell you, you don't want to do door to door. You don't, you know, this industry, whatever door to door industry kind of sucks, right? And, you know, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks, right? It, it only matters what you believe in. But one thing I, I'll say was really um, helpful for me at the beginning too, and uh, I would highly recommend you do is I, I pulled in a lot of the people that were most important to me in making that decision. Um, you know, my now wife at the time was not my wife, but you know, we had a, you know, we had a pretty tough conversation. Hey, does this, you know, what do you think about me doing this? You know? And, and I had her total buy-in. She, she knew me personally. I mean, she knew what I was capable of if I put my mind to anything. So she didn't have a lot of worries, but having her support, you know, I even talked to my family about it, you know, and, having their support. If you don't have that, this industry can be kind of tough because you're going to go through mental challenges, right? And having people that believe in you and know what you're trying to do and, and understand the industry a little bit, I think that was really important. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, my obviously kind of going back to my goals this year. I mean, they're not all centered around this business, right? I mean, I, I want to be a, a better husband, a better father, you know, I'm a father now, um, you know, all those things I want to improve at. And, um, you know, th those things will help me find that balance so I can be a great, you know, a, a great company owner at some point as well. You know, if you're, if it's all about the company at some point, the rest of your life's going to fall apart. You know, if it's all about your sales at some point, you're going to struggle with other stuff. Right. And which will in turn have impact on your sales or your company or whatever. Right. So, you know, again, going back to that balance, you know, I want to, I want to become a better father and husband and all that stuff as well. That, that's a big goal of mine this year. Yeah. That, that's the fun part. It's coming home with those little, those yeah, little, that's like, that's, that's what we do this for. So, Cool. Well, guys, I think there's a lot. I know a lot of times these podcasts can feel like pretty vanilla because it's the same, hey, grind, work hard, you'll be successful. But everyone has a unique set of DNA. Like we're all humans, but 
there's a DNA to their success. And the reason we interview so many people is because everybody's DNA is a little unique and it resonates with different people. And so if you've resonated with some of the things that Robbie said, like reach out to them and like, you, you may not work for them, but again, you, you can tell they're not here to just like have a conversation to make money. They're, here, they're there to have a conversation to bring value and to help. And uh, that in turn, that karma does help with the financial side of things. But at the end of the day, it starts at bringing value. And so like, feel free to reach out to them. And if you've gotten value from this, please share it with others, especially for those that are looking to getting into sales or into solar or people that are saying, hey, I'm a little lost. What is some advice I can get from other people that have gone before and how can that apply to my life? Again, thanks to Rob. Thanks to Robbie for coming on. Obviously, we can tell this guy can have his cake and eat it too, and you can as well. We'll talk to you next time.